Hi guys, welcome to the Garden Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Sakroli. In this episode, I sat down with my friend, Autumn Freeze. She is someone who genuinely loves Jesus with her whole heart, and you can just tell by one conversation with her. My husband and I had the chance to get to know her a little bit last year, and let me tell you, this girl lights up a room with her love for Christ. In this episode, we talk about what it means to be free in Christ and Autumn's takeaways from serving on the mission field in the Middle East. This is such a rich conversation, so I know you will be blessed by it. So here's my conversation with my friend, Autumn Freeze. Hey, Autumn, how's it going? I'm good, Melissa. How are you? <laughs> good. We're just going to tell our audience that we had to redo this because something happened in the last recording. <laughs> I love the honesty, so we're just going to flat out say it. Love it. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining for this episode. Um, so why don't you tell our listener, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, um, I graduated from Niagara University um, in 2018 um, with a degree in psychology, um, but I'm actually doing full-time ministry right now with crew, um, and so... Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing for the past uh, couple of years. My first year out of school, I actually was um, serving in the Middle East um, and doing ministry over there. And so now I'm back here in Buffalo, and that's what life's been looking like now. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So we're definitely going to dive into more of the missions and what you do in that aspect. But why don't you also share with our listeners um, how you came to know Jesus? Because um, I really like asking this question just because everybody's story is so different. And it's really encouraging to hear, you know, how we have all come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So why don't you share us your testimony as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, didn't really grow up going to church. Um, and so kind of like my only exposure to church actually was I went to a, a small group at a church that was around the corner from my house. Um, and it was more so just like leisure, like hanging out with friends, didn't really understand like the message or like what was going on. Um, but that was kind of the only exposure I really ever had to faith growing up. Um, but it wasn't until my senior year of high school um, where I actually got invited to Vintage, the college ministry through the chapel, mm-hmm. um, that I um, heard the gospel for the first time. And so it was it was interesting because I always thought that Christians were super weird, antisocial, <laughs> like everyone had to have been homeschooled. No one knows how to have a conversation. Like. <laughs> I was like, they don't know how to have fun. And like in high school for me, like that was just like my life was just how can I have the most fun, like be the life of the party. Like, and that mm-hmm. was like a lot of my life was just party scene, just like everything that comes with that, just like whether that's getting validated through guys if or, or friends mm-hmm. or peers, whatever that looks like, just trying to essentially just squeeze the life out of life and get everything mm-hmm. I possibly could out of it. And so for me, like thinking about God, thinking about faith, that was never like, I was like, that doesn't really seem fun. That seems really restrictive. And so, um, never really was interested in it. But when I first stepped foot, um, into vintage and just kind of even just people, my own age, just worshiping Jesus, like, like singing out praises, just like even hearing like pastor West, like speak on stage and just like sharing this incredible gospel message. I was like, Whoa, this is really different than what I was expecting even just the lights and the fog Mm -hmm. and the things like that I'm like wow this seems like kind of a party (laughs) like (laughs) 
Um, and so that was, it started to kind of change even my perspective and my willingness to like kind of step in further. I'm like, okay, you know what, this is, this isn't, this isn't that bad. And so, Mm -hmm. um, the more I just got exposed, like I, I ended up just like started going to vintage regularly, um, started going to the chapel on Sunday mornings and even started like serving in King's world, the, the kids ministry and like, and was trying to like do these things that I'm like, man, I think that like, I'm, I'm starting to become a Christian. Like, I think I'm a Christian now, like just by like doing all of these things. And then, um, I went to college, uh, my freshman year and got involved with a Bible study. Um, and really that's the moment where things started to kind of just change my life. And some of those people are the closest friends that I have today. Um, and, um, just kind of through that, through just repeated exposure to hearing the gospel, like, I was like, you know what, like, there is something so different about this. And I was always under the impression that like having like following Jesus meant having to give up all of your freedoms. Um, mm. but there was just like, there was this one Sunday morning that, um, we were like, Pastor Jerry was just sharing at the chapel, just, yeah, that actually freedom in that, that there is like freedom in Christ. And I realized that the freedom that I was living in was just like pseudo freedom crafted by the enemy. Um, Mm. and so that was the moment for me where I was like, you know what, like I can't live this half in half out. Cause my, my life to that point really looked about the same, except I added some new church activities. And so like, there was Mm. not that full transformation. Like, even though I was at that time, I was even telling people about Jesus. Like, and I thought for sure, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, but wow. there is like this moment of fully, of full surrenderance. And that's kind of what I stepped into. Um, and that was February of 2015. And so since that t- time, God has just radically transformed my life. Um, wow. and, and so, yeah, that's kind of how, um, yeah, how I came to know, know him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm just like writing things as you're talking. And I just love what you said that you were living in pseudo freedom crafted by the enemy. Like mm-hmm. that is so like, I got the chills when you said that. <laughs> so true. And that's so powerful. And like, do you have like more of like of a, like a specific example that you could share of like, like in an area where you thought you were living in freedom, but you really weren't. And like share. Yeah, absolutely. I thought because I could make my own choices and my own decisions, like that I was my own boss, essentially, like that, Mm. that meant freedom that I basically got to choose everything I wanted to do for my life. And so, Mm. um, when like, in thinking about Jesus, I was like, well, then that means I have to answer to somebody else. And that person has to come up with all the things that I have to do. And I was like, that sounds super restrictive. I know that there's things that I can't do if I follow him. And so I'm like, I don't want, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. But then realizing like, actually like we're in bondage to sin, like the freedom that Mm -hmm. I, I made up, like even just like, um, yeah, just even like my party scene, like that kind of culture, Mm -hmm. like just thought that that would be life giving, but realized Mm -hmm. it's like, man, this stuff is empty. Like I would just continually come out empty. And I thought, because I had the freedom to choose it, that it was the best thing for me. When in reality, like, yeah, Christ knows what is best. Like even just like the freedom, like he wants us to live in that freedom. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of like where I was, I was under the total wrong impression of what that meant. 
Wow. Yeah, that is so powerful. I'm praying that that brings freedom to somebody because like so many times and like even for me, it's like what I'm like relearning because I feel like there's like lessons that we relearn over and over again in our walks with God and just the reality that like we were made for relationship with God. So when God asks us to lay something down, like he is doing that out of his love and out of his heart for us and because he wants what's best for us. But because we have like a like a twisted or warped or broken perception of who God is, we don't want to trust them with our lives. And we don't want to trust them with like laying those things down where in reality, it's like, God is so good. God is love. He is the perfect father. And he knows that being in intimacy with him is what gives us life and joy and freedom. Um, Wow, that is like so powerful. So that's so awesome. Um, So why don't we talk a little bit about um, your heart for missions and um, definitely explain what crew is. Um, I know what it is, but our listeners might not know like, you know, what crew is. So start with crew and um, yeah, just like share a little bit about your heart for missions. Absolutely. Um, So crew essentially is um, it's this international college ministry, essentially it kind of through it kind of came out of um, yeah, re- wanting to reach college students, but now it's like expanded way further than that. It used to be called Campus Crusade for Christ, so that's a more uh, familiar name. But mm-hmm. essentially, yeah, just any group of people that are just lost, um, that is the heart to reach uh, those people. And so for me, what the work that I do with crew is specifically with college students. Um, and so that's like what I was sharing earlier of just um, getting to do that overseas in the Middle East. Um, wanting to just, yeah, seek lo- seek the lost and share the good news and the hope of hope of the gospel, um, the hope that we have in Christ. And so that was, um, yeah, kind of what I was doing there and, and bringing that back to Buffalo, just serving, serving the students here in Buffalo and uh, putting them in positions where it's like, hey, how can I um, empower you? How can I um, position you in such a way that you feel confident in sharing the gospel, that you feel cared for in your faith that if it's someone who's maybe never heard of Jesus before having those conversations with them following up about just these different things helping to just answer questions they may have or whatever that could look like in hopes that through through these college students that we can bring the gospel to the ends of the earth and so that's kind Mm -hmm. of where like my heart is and that's something that got really just exposed even just um living and serving overseas yeah, that's awesome. So how about how was life overseas, like in the Middle East? Like, how was that? Because I'm sure some people are listening and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I would never do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but like, how was that for you? I will t- I'll tell you that it's funny that you say that because I was one of those people 100% <laughs> that said, wow, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like God. I mean, yep. it sounds familiar how you're saying that, but like, that is just like God to be like, I'll never do this. And he's like, <laughs> watch yeah. Exactly. I used to, I mean, I used to know people who had served in the mission field overseas and I, and like, we would even at different times, like we'd do video calls with them and they'd share about like this awesome, I mean, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, like good for them. Like I would never do that. (laughs) And to be honest, the moment that like, like that was never on my radar. Like I have a huge heart for Buffalo. Like I just love Mm -hmm. Buffalo. I love what God's doing here. And I just am so passionate about the people here in this place. And I never thought that God would, God would take me out of that and have me step into something totally new, totally different, like something that I was totally uncomfortable with. 
Um, but sure enough, like he did. And it was really the moment that I opened my heart to that idea that he was just mm-hmm. like, Autumn, I've just been waiting for you to be willing. <laughs> and, yeah. and so to answer your question, yeah, life, life in the Middle East for me was totally, totally uncomfortable, but in such a beautiful way. <laughs> and um, I think that, yeah, it was, it was so um, interesting to see and interact with all the, like, cause like I mentioned before, we were with college students there. So it was, it was really just like going out in and trying to just seek students um, and just have a conversation with them. Just like, <laughs> Hey, you're just, um, what's, what is life like for you here? And just like getting to know them, getting to understand them a bit and, and, and just praying for opportunities for the Lord to just open doors to having spiritual conversations. And so, um, to my surprise, uh, I just felt like that students were really receptive and willing to engage in those conversations. And I think a part of that is even just, um, uh, because faith is a part of their culture, though, it's really different than what that looks like for us. Um, just like even the like asking about faith wasn't super taboo as it might feel here in the states um mm-hmm. but i yeah so i just like kind of um would just even in in the conversations i had with students i was really surprised to just see how how willing like those were to to even just be sitting down talking to someone they've never met like just um, having a conversation about some of the most important things that we could be talking about or some of the deepest parts of who we are. And um, Mm -hmm. I just really learned that like, there's just so much power in asking questions. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we get a little scared and like, we might like shy away from like asking the things we really want to ask. But that was something that the Lord even taught me. And I, I always thought I was a pretty bold person until I got to the Middle East. And I was like, well, this is actually really hard and like, it's uncomfortable. And it's in a place that like, I've never been to, I don't really know this culture. I don't know the language and all these different things that it was like, I really mm-hmm. had to trust and rely on the Lord in ways that I never had before. And so um, just even trusting him and stepping out in boldness and asking questions mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, like just, and it might feel weird coming out, but it's like, I was surprised. I was like, it actually feels really normal. Like even asking some of these questions to like those who are hearing them. And so that was kind yeah. of just my experience even in that. Um, but got to talk mm-hmm. with, with tons of people, um, in that culture. I mean, a lot of, a lot of students today, they don't know Jesus or in some, a lot of them have never even heard the name of Jesus. And so that to me was something that I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. we, uh, like we have this opportunity at least here to like kind of know who he is and we get to choose like, yeah, whether we want to follow Jesus or not. But it's like, these are some people that have never even heard the name of Jesus. And like, and mm-hmm. those were some of the people that I talked to that um, were just like so intrigued in knowing more about him. And so that's kind of my, yeah my experience over there in, in <laughs> overall is it was uncomfortable, but in the best and most beautiful way. That's awesome. That's so, that's, that's beautiful in itself. Um, so that's, what's so interesting. Just like you talking about how, you know, these people that you are, you know, meeting and coming in contact with like that, they've never heard of Jesus ever. Yeah. And I think something that, especially like, I feel like American Christians, like 
we can make that horrible assumption that people have heard of who Jesus is. But I know for me, like I, um, this was actually years ago, but, um, there is, uh, these people in my life and, um, there was like this little kid, he was like 10 years old at the time. And, um, somebody was talking to him and he was asking questions about, um, like where, like where the trees come from, like where grass come from, where do plants come from? And the person that was talking to him was saying like, Oh, she was like, I don't know, like God, I suppose. And this little kid who was 10 years old, he responded and he said, what's God. And he lives in Buffalo. Like this kid is like a Buffalonian. And, um, you know, so that was a while ago. And I remember like in that moment, like, cause I was hearing the conversation and God was using that to show me, Melissa, there are people even right in your own backyard that don't know who Jesus is, have never heard of who God is. Absolutely. And I think for us too, like in our world, especially how like the, the world and culture has been like shifting and obviously things are getting darker and weirder and evil things are being called good and goods being mm. called evil. And even the reality that there are so many kids who are being raised up in homes that don't have a godly influence or aren't going to church. Um, I know for you, you said that you didn't grow up um, going to church, but there's a lot of people like in our generation and my generation and my husband's generation where we did grow up with some kind of church influence. But I feel like now Mm. that like we're getting older and like we're becoming parents and a lot of people aren't bringing their kids to church anymore um, because of maybe like the the, you know, maybe how we were raised in it, you know, um, or maybe the bad influence that we've seen, like, you know, not bad influence, but bad example of like a, a healthy church or like what right. that could be. Right. Um, so there even are people right in our backyard, kids that are being raised who don't know who Jesus is. So like for all of us, like we need to have like that same ability, that same open heart, you know, that you had in the Middle East of like, okay, God, like make me uncomfortable before your glory, like help yeah. me to step out. Cause I know for myself, like I can definitely like be overcome by fear at times and it's not good. <laughs> and like, we all do, but like, even in the midst of that fear, like, is God, like, are we relying on God and like, being willing to step out in obedience and have the courage because even like, has there, were there times for you where you were so afraid, but you still stepped out anyways? Absolutely. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so many times I feel like, especially in the church, sometimes we can like think like, Oh, fear is like not going to touch me. It's like, well, there are realities and there are times where it's like, there is like, fear that we face but like god gives us the boldness to step past the fear right and um to do you know and we could talk about fear all day long but we're not going to go down that road (laughs) because yes we shouldn't be fearful in christ but yet fear still tries to stop us in our tracks you know and even when you were just saying that about just even what, what that influence looks like on our generation today. Like that's like something that like the Lord just even put on my heart. It just, especially even in Buffalo, like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. we made a top 10 list of one of the top 10 most post-Christian cities in the U S mm-hmm. like in that, mm-hmm. when I heard that, that just like broke my heart. And I'm like, wow, like yeah. exactly to the, what you were just describing that we're seeing more and more of people just like stepping away from any sort of faith, really. Like, and even That was something Mm -hmm. I saw even when I was in the Middle East that it's like, hey, like this is maybe like the country I was serving in. It was a Muslim nation. But even the students I talked with, a lot of them like it was it was similar of like, yeah, like, I I don't know, I might be Muslim or like that's what my family (laughs) believes. Like or some people Mm -hmm. were just like, I don't really know what I believe in a lot of like 
you know, just like kind of stepping away from the faith. And so that's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's true. Not only like, I mean, not only just here in Buffalo, but all over the world, I feel like that's just happening in this generation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty interesting to like see that firsthand from like another religion, you know? And I think it, I think it like evens the playing field of like, wow, like, like we can sometimes like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, demonize people because of maybe who they are, where they come from. Maybe their beliefs are a little bit different, but like you had the opportunity to talk to these kids who are just like you, who are recognizing that like, well, they don't have the answers to life questions or no, I'm still trying to figure out what I believe or like that is, that's crazy to think about, you know, but it just shows that like, it doesn't matter who we are. Like we're all human. We are all made in the image of God and Jesus is the answer for our souls. Absolutely. Like (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) So that's so awesome. So is there any other like big lessons that you took from being overseas? I mean, honestly, I, I feel like the, um, like I mentioned, even just like the power of just asking good questions, but also just like Mm -hmm. knowing that there's nothing to lose. Like when we step out Mm -hmm. in boldness and faith that like, even if we fail, like God honors that, like he is just like, well done. Like, thank you for Mm -hmm. trusting me. Thank you for stepping out in that boldness. Like, and so just like knowing that, like we have nothing to lose, even if, even Mm -hmm. if the person we're talking to just totally rejects you and they're like, yeah, I am I am not interested whatsoever at all. It's like, that Mm -hmm. is still a win. Like the fact that we are able to kind of just step out and trust the Lord. And so I think for me, a really, uh, just a big thing was just learning how to trust God in big ways. Question we like to ask our, you know, um, our people is basically this question of how have you experienced abundant life in your life right now? Um, so this might be really interesting because we're all stuck in quarantine right now. So, <laughs> so with, so a lot of people, you know, are trapped in our homes and we can't go out. We don't have, you know, the regular, um, schedules, you know, right. and the regular fun things that we like to do. But for you, like, how have you been experiencing God's abundant life for you right now? Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's funny you even say that. Cause like, mm-hmm. I am not someone who loves to be in isolation. Like that is not my, like, that is not my forte. And, and none of us were, were built to be that way. We're all built to be in community. And like, and yeah. so um, that's been something for me. I'm just like, okay, how can I be using this time in quarantine to just be trusting the Lord in, in different ways? And just like, how can I be making the most of this time? And I feel like one thing, like even honestly, just like this phrase has continued to just show itself, like even throughout this whole time is just seeing God like bring beauty out of ashes. And like, that has been Mm -hmm. something that I've been just trying to focus on, even knowing where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of devastation happening. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt happening in our world, uncertainty, all these different things that can elicit a lot of fear or anxiety or whatever that can be. But I've just been trying to focus on, okay, Lord, I know God that you are good. And I know that you are bringing beauty out of ashes. And, and so I've just been trying to to even just like, I have a list of just like writing down different things that I've seen that I'm like, God, like you are here, you are working, you are good. And like, Mm. and even for me right now, um, so I'm, I'm working from home. Um, but obviously what, 
that looks like is it's really different because I'm in the process right now of um, raising support for crew and developing my team of ministry partners. And so typically I would be meeting with people and even just sharing about my ministry and um, having those conversations in person. But obviously um, with the quarantine, that looks really different. And so Mm -hmm. um, I've just been honestly right now, just been focusing on just even reaching out to those who are on my team or or just people in my life and just asking like, hey, how can I be praying for you right now? Even just healthcare workers that I know just like, yeah, thank you for serving us. Like what specific prayer needs do you have? And like, just even seeing, um, even God just allowing me to enter into people's lives in a really Mm -hmm. special and unique way right now has just been, Mm -hmm. has been so sweet for me. And like, God is just over the past, like several months, it's, it's going to sound really generic when I say this, but I just feel like God's put my neighbors on my heart. Like even Mm -hmm. what it looks like to truly love your neighbor and like, and just in knowing what it looks like to love people with everything you have. And like, even just striving to be a day maker for somebody of just like, Hey, how can I go out and just show kindness in a way that illuminates the light of Jesus and like, just, you know what I mean? Encourage them in any sort of way. And like, and yeah. honestly that has been for me, like, just like focusing on those things, like as, even if that's going out for a walk, like, or if it's doing something, just um, inviting my mom to come and watch the watch the church service on Sunday, like whatever that looks like. I've just been feeling like God is so here in the midst, like bringing beauty hmm. out of ashes. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think sometimes like we can forget just even, I mean, as believers, is that like even in the midst of, um, I don't know, like being stuck at home or chains or prison, you know, it's like when you look at the Bible, it's yeah. like Paul wrote multiple letters from prison, but <clears throat> the things that he wrote, excuse me, the things that he wrote from prison, like, like it was pointing to the love and to the freedom that God has for us when we trust in him. And, um, one thing that, you know, I feel like us as Christians, you know, need to really get down for ourselves so that we can share with the world is that life and freedom, passion and purpose is not found in things. It's found in a person and it's found in Jesus. And as long as we are surrendered to him and getting to know him, he is introducing life and freedom and um, passion and purpose to us, no matter where we're at, no matter if we have our regular schedules from day to day, or we're stuck at home and we have to practice social distancing. Um, so that's been like really beautiful, especially for you, for somebody who is like a social butterfly, like (laughs) you love to be out and about. You're like my husband, Vinny, where like at first he was like dying at quarantine, but like you're making the most of it. And you're like, you're recognizing that Jesus is still using this time for his, for your good and for his glory in closing. So I want you to share something that you actually share with me at a coffee shop, um, not too long ago. And you know exactly where I'm going for. <laughs> so you can go take the reins and share this story with our listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, there was a student that I met in the Middle East. Um, and for the purpose of the story, I'll call her Brooke. Um, so I was, I met with Brooke and the first day I met with her, I kind of like, we, we just got into really great conversations and we were talking for the whole night, like in, and just diving into a bunch of different things. But at one point I just, I just kind of asked her, I said, Hey Brooke, like, what is it that you believe? And she looked at me and she goes, Autumn, like, honestly, I don't really know what I believe. She said, my family believes this one thing. Like, I don't think that that's true, but like, all I know is whatever I believe in, I just want to know that I'm believing in the truth. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just kind of looked at her and I asked, I said, Hey, like, 
Well, I, I would love to share with you what I have found to be true and believe is the truth. And she's like, hey, yeah, absolutely. And like, and so um, I kind of just asked her, asked her even before that of, hey, like, um, like, have you ever heard of like, I'm a Christian? Like, have you ever heard of the name Jesus? Like, do you know Jesus? Like, and she's like, no, like, I have no idea who this is. Uh Like, she had never heard any sort of biblical story or anything like that. And so just like, it was a totally like fresh slate of like, wow, this girl has never heard anything. And, and so I, I pretty much just started in Genesis. I'm like, I don't really know. Like, how do you, I was like, how do you even share all this? But I, I just like started in Genesis and kind of just shared uh, the creation story. But then um, talking about how just a whole new, how, how the whole Old Testament is just pointing to Jesus. And um, the whole time she's just like leaned in, super engaged, like asking questions and just like really tracking with the conversation. And then um, I got to the verse in John 14, 6 that shares how Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and that no one can come to the father except through him. And I shared with her, I said, like, Brooke, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he came and lived a perfect sinless life and died on the cross in our place so that through him and through his death and resurrection, we can experience a personal relationship with God and spend eternity with him in heaven and experience this redemption in our lives. And I said, and I believe that this is the truth that you're looking for. And for a moment, she, she kind of just pauses and she leans back and she says to me, she goes, Autumn, if this is true, then why don't more people know about it? (laughs) And that question, just like, honestly, in that moment, just sank my heart. And I, I looked at her and I said, honestly, like, Brooke, that's a great question. And I'm so sorry that you have to ask it. And and that's true. Like the reality is, is like, we have the privilege of like knowing Jesus, whether we know, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, whether we choose to follow him or not, like we have the privilege of knowing who he is, but sometimes we do a bad job of just making him known. And, yeah. and so that was the moment for me where God really just showed me like, Autumn, like, this is what it's about. Like what it could look like to just step out and share with people that have never heard, but doing so in a way that you're just leaning and leaning on me, trusting in that process. And that's, and, and for me, that looked like, um, at that time was, was like in the middle East, just sharing with these people and just stepping out in boldness, but how God has now brought me back to Buffalo. And with that same heart, that same passion of, yeah, like that could look like challenging people here on the front end of like really just taking steps of faith and like, and equipping people, especially like I mentioned with like the college students that I'm working with, equipping them and empowering them in such ways that they feel confident in sharing, that they know how to articulate sharing the gospel and, uh, mm-hmm. and just different things like that. If we can just step out in faith and feel that challenge on our heart to what it actually looks like to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Cause we think about it, like Jesus is last, like some of his last words to his disciples were not go make disciples of all nations, but only if it's really comfortable, only if it's like <laughs> something you're like, if you're gifted in evangelism or whatever else, like he puts that call on all of our lives. And so, um, that's just something that like was really clear from clear to me for the first time. And something that God has just really put this huge passion on my heart to just mm-hmm. go and share with everybody. That's so awesome. Well, that's beautiful. And that's a beautiful way to end the conversation. So thank you so much for taking the time and to sharing your heart with our listeners. Um, Honestly, like this was such a rich conversation. So I know somebody will be blessed by it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. 
Now, wasn't that an amazing conversation? Seriously, it gave me so much life myself and the truth and the wisdom Autumn had to share was so good. Now, as Autumn said in our conversation, she is still doing missions and is currently raising support. If what she had to share about her efforts with crew jumped out to you and you feel led by God and want to support Autumn in what she's doing, feel free to reach out to her. She actually gave me permission to give out her cell phone number and her email address right on this podcast so you can go right ahead and contact her if it's on your heart to do so. Her cell phone number is 716-444-1311 and her email address is autumn.freeze at crew.org. That's autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N dot freeze, F-R-I-E-S at crew, C-R-U dot org. I know that if you reach out to her, she's going to be overwhelmed by just your love and support for her. So we thank you for doing that if that is what God is asking you to do. So thank you so much for tuning in for this episode and we'll see you next time on the Garter Heart Podcast.